Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Well, good morning. This is Pastor Julie Lewis, and we are in the Gospel of Matthew this morning, chapter 4, verses 18 to 22. As Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, welcome to Vision Sunday. What is Vision Sunday, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. Today marks the day that we set the vision for the year ahead. Someone wise once said, if you don't know where you're going, you'll probably get there. People need a direction in life, somewhere to go, and that somewhere becomes a vision of the future. So where are we going and how do we know? Well, I have to admit that in 15 years of ministry, this is the first time I have planned worship and the life of the church around a specific defined theme or vision. I have prayed about where God wants us to go, what God wants for us as the people of Asbury United Methodist Church. And when I first came in 2019, we already had a great vision and mission statement and great leadership that had looked at them and set some of what are known as wildly important goals or wigs for each area of ministry so that we could live into that mission and vision and track how we were doing in growing the kingdom for Christ. And when the pandemic hit two and a half years ago, we were just in survival mode, trying to get through the crisis. And by the grace of God, we did. But all those goals were thrown out the window because they weren't relevant any longer. Since the beginning of this year, we have been asking the question, what's next, Lord? Now that we seem to be on firmer ground and can take a few steps now, we, be, we find ourselves asking, where are we going? Where do you want us? And how can we faithfully live out our mission and vision? What is that vision now? Now that we can begin to move forward into this unknown future. And as I prayed, I began with our mission and vision statements, praying to have some understanding if these were still relevant to what God wants for us to know if they are, how God wants me to lead us into fulfilling them. So let me remind you of our vision and mission. Vision, Asbury United Methodist Church is where the word of God and love of Jesus Christ is shared with all, building God's kingdom one life at a time. And our mission, which is also printed on the front of our bulletins, Asbury United Methodist Church welcomes all to become disciples that worship, grow, serve, and share God's love in Jesus Christ. Now, two main things I want to point out. First, our vision and mission are about sharing the love of Christ, which is the great commandment. And second, we do that by making disciples, which is the great commission. 
in my prayers, these two things just kept coming to me, sharing Christ's love and making disciples, or more specifically, sharing Christ's love by making disciples, as we make disciples, while we make disciples, but also as we become disciples that worship, grow, serve, and share God's love in Jesus Christ. Jesus calls us to be his disciples, calls us to follow him, and then commands us to go and make disciples. So what does that mean for us? We will spend this year, meaning from now until June 2023, learning what it means to be true disciples of Jesus Christ, how to grow more deeply in our walk of faith, and also being equipped and equipping others to become disciples of Jesus Christ. Our theme for this year is answering the call. Every journey of faith begins with the call of Jesus saying, follow me. And we will spend the year listening for and responding to the call of Jesus in our personal lives and in the church. If we are to follow Jesus and become disciples, it will help to begin with the first time Jesus utters these words out loud to these first disciples. And as we go through this series, we will look at other ways Jesus calls us and how we are called to become disciples that worship, grow, serve, and share God's love in Jesus Christ. Why? Well, saying yes to following Jesus is certainly showing a love of adventure because following Jesus is never dull. But as we become disciples and make disciples, we change the world. There is so much that is not right with our world. So much pain and anger, so much evil everywhere you look. Who doesn't want to change that for good? To make a better world for everyone. To make a world that is full of love and hope. We were created for so much more than we see and experience right now. We are called to make a difference. And the love of Christ is the only way to make lasting change in our own lives and in the world. So who's ready for adventure? Well, let's answer the call. And the first call we hear is the one we hear this morning when Jesus simply says, follow me. Now, how many of you have never heard this passage before? Yes, this is pretty well known. To be fair, all four Gospels tell the story a bit differently, but we're going with this one today. In Matthew's version, this is the start of Jesus' ministry. He has just come out of the wilderness and overcome temptation. But while he was there, John the Baptist was arrested. And this seems to be the impetus for Jesus withdrawing to Galilee. Jesus uproots himself and moves from Nazareth to Capernaum. Now, here, I have a couple of pictures from Capernaum taken during my trip to Israel during seminary. Here is the entrance to the town. Here is the synagogue where Jesus would have preached. And here is Peter's house with a large church built over top of it where Jesus cured Peter's mother-in-law from her fever, which obviously happened later than our story today, but it helps us to see that his house was right on the Sea of Galilee, next to the same sort of docks that would have been there at the time when Simon, who became Peter, was a fisherman along with his family. 
Now, one of Matthew's main goals in his gospel is to help us understand that Jesus is the one foretold by the prophets. So he makes the point just before our passage today that this move to Capernaum by the sea fulfills a prophecy of Isaiah. And he tells us, land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region of death, light has dawned. See, Jesus has intentionally moved to the land of the Gentiles. Why would he do that? If we remember, God called Abraham so that his descendants would be a light to the nations. Jesus, born in the line of David, is the light of the world. The Gentiles are the people living in darkness, and here is where the light shines in the darkness. Jesus fulfills the prophecy, and the true light of the world has come. And verse 17, from that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. It is the dawn of Jesus' ministry and the dawn of a new day for humankind. And now the work begins. Where to start? Jesus begins with making disciples. So here he is walking along the sea, and what does he see? Surprise! He sees two fishermen, Simon and his brother Andrew. And what are they doing? Casting their nets into the sea. My guess is they were trying to catch fish, since that's generally what fishermen do. Does he ask them what they are doing? No. Does he try to engage them in conversation? No. He simply says, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And scripture says, immediately they left their nets and followed him. Then they move on to two other brothers, James and John, who are also, surprise, fishermen. They are with their father, Zebedee. And in case you don't remember that name, it's repeated. Now they are mending their nets, not actively fishing, but they too leave immediately leave their boats, their nets, and their father, and follow Jesus. Now, I'm sure some of us have heard countless sermons on this passage, remarking on the disciples' tremendous act of faith and just walking away from their lives. And in faith and trust, they follow Jesus. Maybe there was something about him. Maybe they were unhappy with their current lives. Maybe they were looking for something more. But the courage it took to leave the world behind, to give up everything and follow Jesus, is definitely a superpower needed by those who want to become true disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, either way, most of those sermons focus on the decision made by the disciples. But this morning, I want to challenge us all to change that focus and gaze more closely on what Jesus does than what his disciples do. Now, if you're a red-letter Bible fan, you'll note that only one verse in our passage has red letters highlighting the words Jesus spoke. Verse 19, follow me and I will make you fish for people. The call of Jesus to these soon-to-be disciples is an act of grace. And really, if you think about it, the first true miracle of Jesus Christ. 
See, we know that Jesus is God incarnate, the living word of God on earth. And in the beginning, God's spoken word brought light into the darkness, created beauty and life out of nothingness and chaos. And the word of God reveals and releases the power of God in the universe. And in this moment, we hear the call, God's spoken word of Jesus to these men saying, follow me. And for no apparent reason, without knowing where Jesus is calling them to go, what he is calling them to do, how long it will be, without even asking, they drop everything, leaving their lives behind and just go. And we know that what happens after this is their transformation. Jesus makes them into disciples that will change the earth, spread the good news of God's love, and leave a lasting legacy of life and hope for the world. We can come up with all sorts of rationalizations for why they decided to follow Jesus and leave everything behind, but it really transcends all explanation. It is the miracle of provenient grace in action. Provenient grace in the Wesley tradition means the grace of God calling us into a relationship with him before we're even aware of it, before we know who God is because of his great love for us. God's love calling them to be so much more than they've allowed themselves to become. God's grace calling them to fulfill their purpose to be a light to the nations, to share the love of God with all for the transformation of the world. Jesus calls them, and the power of his spoken word changes everything. It is the moment that Jesus begins recreating them, and they probably don't even know how or why they were called. Jesus says, I will make you fish for people. Well, truth be told, these fishermen were the first catch. Then the fish become the fishermen. Jesus calls them, invites them to walk with him, work with him, to be a light shining in the darkness, a beacon on a hill to change the world. God's provenient grace. And as we know, that call, that amazing grace is for all people everywhere. It's for me and it's for you. In Jesus' time, the normal practice was for disciples to choose who they would follow, who their rabbi or teacher would be. But here, Jesus calls them. He chooses Just like we have no explanation on why the disciples followed him, we have no explanation why he calls these particular men, what their qualifications were, that he would want them as his disciples. But for us, that's the good news. Just like in those sermons about the disciples making the decision to leave everything and just go, taking that leap of faith, having the courage to walk away from their families and lives, we often look at Peter, Andrew, James, and John, and say, whew, I could never do that. I'm not brave enough, strong enough, confident enough. I don't have what it takes to be a true disciple. Leave that job for those saints, those most holy people set apart by God, and those that have what it takes to rise to the occasion, to reach that high standard. That's just not me. So I'll just sit here doing what I can to follow Christ in the midst of my insecurities and doubts and fears and wait until I manage to overcome them, if I ever do, before I step out in faith. 
just like those truly great disciples. But that's not what it means to answer the call. Remember that it's not about what those first disciples did or who they were. It was all about what Jesus did. He called them before they knew what it meant or even who he really was. And they made so many mistakes along the way. They misunderstood most everything about Jesus and sometimes had little faith in him or their mission. They were all over the place. It wasn't because they were brave, confident, smart, and talented leaders. Jesus calls them out of his grace, the love of God that calls them to be a part of his saving work, his word living and walking on the earth, recreating the world and turning it back to what it had been intended from the beginning. That call is alive today, and Jesus calls each one of us in the same way. So I want you to think for a minute and answer this question in your mind. Why are you here this morning? I will argue that everyone listening to my voice at some point in their life has heard the call of Jesus on their lives, the call to follow him. Like those first disciples, we seem to have answered it by committing to following Christ through faith. And maybe you haven't quite gotten there yet, but I suggest that like those first disciples, you may not understand what it means, but you're willing to listen. And that's one reason you're here. That is a huge step in answering the call of Christ. And for everyone here, I want us to understand that it is the grace of God that calls us, not our strength, because in our weakness, he is strong, not our level of intelligence or wisdom, because God's wisdom makes ours foolish, not our confidence, because no one can know the plans God has for us, not our goodness and good works, because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It is by grace alone that God calls us, invites us to walk with him, work with him in restoring and recreating the world, moving us to become deeper disciples, closer to the image of God that's already living in us and moving the entire world closer to the world we envision, the vision of a world full of love and light where the lion lies down with the lamb and there are no more tears and no more hate. God can do it all without us, but he calls us each one of us, to be more than we are, to leave our fears and limitations behind and let Christ make us into the people we were created to be and to fish for people, to make disciples of all nations so the love of God will rule on the earth. This is our vision. That we, as members of Christ's holy church here at Asbury, will answer the call to follow Christ. And as we do, we will work to become disciples that worship, grow, serve, and share God's love. So that others will become disciples and join us in our mission to change the world. So today, ask yourself the question, have I answered the call of Christ? And then ask, how do I know? If someone accused me of being a follower of Christ, what evidence is there to convict me? Then listen once again to Christ's call in your life. It doesn't matter your age, your gender, your culture, your ability. It's not about our qualifications. 
It's about saying yes and then letting Jesus lead us as we follow. So what do we do now? Answer the call. What is the call? Follow me. Our mission? To make disciples. Here at Asbury, everything we do this year will be about making disciples. Helping those here who have answered the call to go deeper in our faith, becoming better disciples, and then going into our community and sharing the love of God so that others will answer the call and become disciples. Be a light to the nations, a beacon on a hill for those who need to know they are loved and not alone. Answer the call today to become and to make disciples and walk with Jesus to change the world. Amen.